Welcome to Soccer Talk, a podcast about soccer, mostly in Iowa, presented by Kick It Forward. Kick It Forward is a positive disruptor to the Iowa soccer community. Thanks to our sponsors, Scott Insurance Services and Michael Keener, Attorney at Law. You need legal help? You need insurance help? Those are the two to contact. That's right. Welcome to the show. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, Iowa Soccer supporters. I'm Ben Brackett here with Blake Sievers, my co-host of Soccer Talk. Sievers, how are you today? Good morning, Ben. Summer is uh, quickly approaching, I think, finally. I mean, you're wearing shorts today, man. Looking good life. Yeah, it's nice. Patios are opening up. Yeah. Friends at Central City are busy as always. That's right. And uh, soccer season is in full swing. We've been doing lots of games of the week. Double week, double this week. I know. And this is this is basically like we're doing what the players are doing. We're getting three games in seven days here. Uh, no time for preparation. No, I know. And yeah, we can't even go back over the game film. I'm getting tired. Uh, probably going to make mistakes next Tuesday in our, in our next, <laughs> our Anthony matchup. But uh, tonight, uh, or today, we're talking about the game we took in, which is normally one of the the hottest tickets in town on Friday night, but we took it in on a Tuesday afternoon. Uh, the Roosevelt Rough Riders hosted the Lincoln Rail Splitters at County. Yeah, and we had a pretty cool special, I don't know if it's a special guest, but he might be have to be called that because he doesn't come in as often as yeah. we would like. That's right. So Maybe our have, people like as well, we the have, listeners. Uh, <laughs> we have Gary Neville, AKA Joe Thonorat, Southside Schemer, uh, here to talk about his alma mater Lincoln Rails. Uh, hopefully, Joe will be positive today. But man, he's always he's always just so negative about the squad. <laughs> he's a big Man United guy too. That's a good Gary Neville shout. I wish I think he's a uh, wishes he played right back. <laughs> uh, Which is funny because if you guys uh, another YouTube page plug, Joe's sitting right next to us listening to this. So it's good. Always good to do an intro with an audience. Yeah, we love it. All right, well, let's get to it. Welcome, guys. We've got Southside Schemer here, <laughs> place of the Titan Tactician, Joe Zathanarak. Welcome. Hey, how are you today, man? Good. How are you guys doing? We are good. At least I am. Blake, how are you? Yeah, good. Good to be back on the pod. Good to have JoJo back in the back in the studio. It's been has it been two years since you've been our uh, analyst for one of these games. No, I think I was here uh, a few months ago, right? I forgot which game it was. Well, there wasn't. Oh, it was the uh, State Cup games. That's right. Very good. All right. Well, it's good to see your face. I'm glad you're repping your kick forward uh, jacket. Um, as Blake would say, this would be the good time for us to shamelessly plug our YouTube channel. Uh, we think we have our audio and video sort of figured out today, but we'll see. Um, anyway, so uh, big game, Lincoln Roosevelt. We sort of do it a lot like, you know, like the match of the day or those Premier League shows where they bring in a former player from the team to sort of do the analysis. So Joe is acting as, you know, whoever name you're, you're who, who is he acting as today? The, the, the Jamie characters or the Michael Richards? There you go. Yeah, exactly. So, okay. Tell us what you thought. Um, not a great period. Yeah, it, it was not good. Um, I, actually, I was pretty disappointed one in the fact that they played at 445 uh, PM. You know, I think a game like that should be played under the lights at uh, 730 on a Friday night. Um, so I think that was a, a little bit disappointing. 
Let's get into that a little bit because I think yeah, that's. We, got, we just have to know just enough to know that um, there's probably a reason why. I, I well, there's a reason why. Okay. Because it's the most affordable time for them to, to make it happen. They don't have to turn the lights on, uh, and it's a weeknight. Well, that's disappointing then from whoever is making that decision, whether it's the city, whether it's the parks and rec, whether it's the schools. Um, well, that's what happens when you don't have your own facility too, right? You know, like yeah, a lot of these, none of these other high schools have that issue. They just say, well, you know, hey, stay, stay tonight. Yeah, and we've been to this game, not obviously not last year, but um, 2019, 2018, mm-hmm. maybe even 2017. And it was always on the Friday night at 7.30 on the stadium field. Mm-hmm. And it brought, and that's why we picked it. There's some big games this week, but we picked it because the atmosphere, the environment, it's a great place to play. Correct. Also, that, that, that definitely takes a little of the, the spice out of it, uh, but still. Um, and like there was, I mean, 445 on a weekday. Yeah, it makes it tough, tough to get, get there. Train yeah. went by. Yeah, train didn't go by. <laughs> three, three other games were uh, going on at the same time, like a JV, JVB, girls varsity game. Well, I guess that was maybe the other thing we noticed. Blake, Blake and I saw the, it must have been the JV2 game going on or the, yeah, the JV2 game. There was no referee. It didn't look like. I mean, they, there wasn't. Yeah, you're right, yeah. The, the game at first, at first glance, you're just like, oh, it's fine, no big deal, good, good building game. But then, a little closer analysis, and so I guess I would, I would just ask the DMPS and Des Moines Park and Rec sort that out, get that game back on the Friday night because definitely was not as enjoyable for the right. media <laughs> <laughs> and surely for the kids too right the right, kids yeah. don't want to play up yeah uh, they don't if they can uh, play at 7 30 at night with a big rivalry game on a friday correct get all their uh, peers there and i think that actually um uh, transferred onto the field for lincoln right um it, it, they looked very lethargic in the first half and you could blame it on the wind or whatever but at the end of the day, you know, a game like that against your biggest Metro rival, you need to, you need to show up and play. And um, they weren't prepared. Well, I think the win becomes, I mean, it obviously is a factor, but for a team like Lincoln who likes to put the ball down and play, I mean, you, you'd hope it wouldn't be a major issue. Or at least then, you know, when they, when you, when they got the win, they, you just expect them to take major advantage of it. Right, yeah, that first half, um, you know, they, they look tired. Um, they looked delayed in their movement. Uh, you know, the, the pitch was obviously nice. The, the grass was thick. And I don't think they were thinking about that because when you saw the pace of their passes, it was very slow. Um, and uh, Roosevelt, they were, you know, um, conversely, they were very energetic. Um, and they pounced on those hospital type pass, hospital ball passes, you know. Um, and um, it was, yeah, it was not a good start for uh, the Lincoln Rails. They're pretty one-sided in that first half. Yeah. Yep. And one thing, I mean, here, I'll go back on this. Matt Ream, get a program. <laughs> uh, it is very difficult trying to figure out who is who, what your guys are, um, and names. So, um, well, and, you know, again, that probably, that might not be Matt's job, and, and I'll, I'll defend him a little bit, but who, and, and whoever is in charge of things like that, you know, when we go to most of these games, there's a Full programs, rosters, um, and makes the game way better because you just are able to follow the players and know who's who. Might be part of the cost savings gig, you know. Uh, yeah, I hope not. <laughs> Maybe we get like a QR code that you can scan when you watch it. <laughs> there you go. And if it links it right to the varsity bound thing, there you go. But 
that is that it just made it a little bit difficult um, trying to figure out who is who and and whatnot. So, Joey, any, what else in the first half, Joey? Yeah, I, I just thought that um, the Lincoln goalkeeper did extremely well. I thought he was probably the best player that day for Lincoln. Um, Seagrave, I'm sure, has that pulled up. I, again, I don't know. He was number 51. He was wearing a jersey that wasn't the, the goalkeeper. Yeah, J know. Jason Kunkel, I think, was his name. Was okay. Mm -hmm. So he's a junior. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He came up with some great saves. Um, Roosevelt created numerous opportunities. Um, Rashidi, I think your forward was really good in, um, in, in, in creating scoring chances. Um, the finishing part itself, <laughs> uh, lacked a bit, you know, I think it could have been four five zero, uh, at half, but again, uh, the keeper made a ton of big saves and, um, just they Roosevelt also wasn't composed inside the box. Yeah, that 24, was it 24 next? Yeah, the left mid, Paul, yeah, 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 Paul Copeland, he, uh, super dangerous. I think if they go back and review video, video mm -hmm. he'll be a little bit, um, hopefully he could have a couple others there in the last piece, but he got by his guy a couple of times. They yep. kept finding him, um, found the little weakness there. Yeah, I, he was very good. I thought he was very good. Uh, created a lot of opportunities, made a lot of strong runs. Um, and I also... I'll go back and say, uh, again, it comes down to just, you know, just working hard and, and you, you can, you can talk about strategy, you can talk about organization, but all you want, but if you're not working hard um, on both sides of the ball, then all that stuff goes out the window. And I, I, I was a bit disappointed with how um, Lincoln performed in, especially in that first half. Well, let's touch on that a little bit, Joe, because before we started, you and I were, going back and forth about that. And, um, and I was sort of saying, hey, I, I would just like to see all high school teams be a little bit more organized, especially defensively. Mm -hmm. um, and just kind of, you know, what happens when you, uh, when you lose the ball, where do you go and what do you do? Um, I could go off on some tangents, I'll try not to. I, I guess it, to me though, it's just very, very much starts at like, you know, your starting position, understanding how to stay in shape, mm -hmm. um, you know, makes it more difficult to break down. So I think for both teams, the reason there were chances weren't because they were so good on the attack side of the ball, but it was just there was just no organization defensively from your team. Right. Uh, and I mean, you know, no organization is a harsh way to say it, but not a ton of discipline from some players um, getting pulled out of shape and it, it just leaves holes. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, hopefully these guys are able to pull, pull that stuff up on huddle. Um, I know, like, you know, I've, I've talked to uh, a couple other coaches and, you know, they've said, hey, this is something we're actually working on. And, uh, I don't know. You know. I'm sure it's really difficult when you don't have a lot of time between right, the, right. Uh, games and stuff. But um, you, know, you mentioned being lethargic. I, I was going to see if Blake would tell us how many you know games they've played recently. You know, how many how many times has Lincoln played in the last week um, or two? And the same with Roosevelt. Um, I would guess a lot of games have been played. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I mean, Lincoln played. That was their third game in seven days. Uh, you know, they played Dowling, which I think went to overtime. Um, then they played Marshalltown. Okay. And then they played Marshalltown. And then obviously. What was the result of Town? Um, they beat Marshalltown 5-2. They smashed nice. them, actually. Um, How about Roosevelt, though? You know, I'm, nobody's going to like this, but Roosevelt, uh, I only see their last five games. They don't have, for some reason, on varsity bound. They don't have their schedule. But they played... Um, 
Oh man, this is this is like where we need to. Maybe they do have it here. Maybe they need to cut it, uh, cut this part out. Uh, because it's like not. Uh... Okay, so I I have it up actually. They there played go, Tuesday uh, versus Johnston, and then uh, a week before that they played Urbandale. So they actually had a little bit of time off, and probably were fresher and and. Well, they actually, uh, you're off there. Though. Was I, was yeah, that's right. Though. So I did pull up. They oh, got, that was Max Prep. So maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. So they, they, that was actually their third day. Um, their, their third game in seven days as well. So they, they lost to Valley 7 1. They beat Ames on the 23rd. And then that was their third game in seven days, which goes to your point, Ben, right? One, recovery, your mm -hmm. part, Joe. And then two, when do you have time to train? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's tough. Um, you know, it's not to harp too much on that. We can kind of move on. Um, let's talk about some of the players from, from both teams. You know, I, uh, I can start kind of rattling some guys off that I know I just really like straight away. I think for Roosevelt, um, the number seven, who I think was that Colin James? Yes. Yeah, I'm yep. yeah. Yep. He, he looks a lot like his older brother. Um, uh, once I figured that out, I could, I, it was easy for me to pick him up. But he, he moved the ball well, and he, there were a couple of nice times times where you can switch the ball and um and then Hank O'Leary is the other guy in the middle there right correct um, the number 13 and he did uh I think they are a, a strong center midfield pairing uh, which I enjoyed watching them play I think you know that that was a strong piece for the Roosevelt Rough Riders is they good center of the park um you know they've got some guys that can run as you mentioned the left midfielder uh, Copeland and then Rashidi obviously up top you know he'll get chances hopefully he just uh, maybe they take some time to training to like Get him in front of the goal. Maybe the whole West Bone can come in and have him grab the mat. Maybe he just needs to spend more one with the goal. I think there's a couple other guys too. Ben, uh, obviously, their goalkeeper, um, Ronan Murphy, um, did well. But I think, Joe, do you remember the left footed what yeah, number, number, was 18. He, number 18? So that would be Xavier Davis. Yeah. Um, super smooth he played kind of in the midfield as a winger and then mm -hmm. maybe as like a outside back slash winger there towards the end yeah he's i think he started as like a, a holding midfielder um he was he just glided all over the field every time he had touch on the ball and and i i think during that game i referenced that he looked like he um oh gosh who's that kid from uh man you uh not not mason greenwood mason greenwood yeah yeah to me he resembled uh a little bit of Mason Greenwood just with his left foot and the passing ability. Is, gonna, gonna <laughs> yeah, I mean, no, I mean, you know, every time he had the ball, it was, I mean, he was just smooth on it and he connected passes, dribbled, beat players. And I think then their center back was that number 20, whoever the center back was, super athletic. Um, I think when we talk about Lincoln a little bit, this guy should be brought up. Um, because if it was 20 Abdullahi, Abdullahi, super athletic, but put basically made Freddie um, Munez or however you pronounce mm -hmm. that a, I mean, took him out of the game. Who's mm -hmm. a really good player. Right. And that boy was, like I said, got, uh, he was, he kind of held it down there for Roosevelt at the back and eliminated a lot of chances for Lincoln. Well, so now on the flip side, the, the Lincoln team, um, we mentioned the goalkeeper, Jared Kunkel. Mm -hmm. um, Jason. Jason, I'm sorry. Jay, I don't know, close. Um, I, I also, you know, I just know that Fred Dominguez from the mini pitch tournament and um, seeing him here and there. And you can tell he's a good player, but 
you're right. He, uh, you know, they had him identified ahead of time for sure. Yeah, I, uh, I'll say that Roosevelt did a good job shutting him down. The, the times that he did receive the ball, he, I think he created, he, he had an assist, right, yeah. in the game. Um, he didn't get the ball enough. A lot of what happened was when Lincoln would win the ball, the transition off of uh, winning the ball was, it was bad. I mean, they, they didn't have, um, and I go back to, you know, we talk about them looking fatigued and whatnot. There, there was very, the, the movement was very reactive, right? So when they won the ball, there, there was nobody that they could pass to and a lot of balls would fly out of bounds or they, they'd just try to pump it up and then the center backs or the goalkeeper would, you know, just, they, that's how they drew the ball. And there weren't many opportunities created, especially in that first half. Yeah, so then we talked to the coaches at halftime and um, we talked to Jack Simons first and he was more positive than, than the Jack of old. Jack of old would have fired up. Yeah, so I mean, we talked to him, right, Ben? Um, a few months ago, kind of about the lost season and whatnot. So I think he recognizes he's got kind of some a younger slash newer group of players where, I mean, to me, it's um, a good manager where you've got, you can't, you can't have the same um attitude every year right, right? you gotta yeah. coach according to who your group of players is and he's yeah. clearly i think kind of doing that well you mentioned that this is a group of players that you know if they have a bad then you have a bad uh, little section of the game a bad half a bad game in general um they're able to kind of shake it off and move on to the next one so um i would guess that you know as much as they're probably frustrated with the result um they'll still be uh, in contention at the end of the year uh, in sub-state trying to get to that, that state tournament that's uh, yeah no I mean then we talked to Reem, Matt Ream and you know they again both coaches brought up the wind which yeah it was an issue but it's been an issue all spring right hasn't it so it's, yeah. it's wild but uh well and that's just that's typical of our Iowa right I mean how often is it not windy in springtime right right yep yeah, no, you're right. No, no excuses, right? You just got to come prepared. You got to play. So zero zero first half. I, I when it, two zero. I think they scored a penalty in the first half. Was that the first half? Still? Yeah, penalty okay. in the first half. Well, again, so you want to go there? Scoreboard. Yeah. There's no scoreboard and there's no time. Yeah. I guess that that's makes it again difficult yeah. where you try to take notes or whatever and. Well, and I didn't know the bystanders needed to keep, bring a watch and start it. Yeah, it is interesting. You know, even when you're going to some of these really, really small towns, um, you know, that's the, they've got the scoreboard going. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, it's tough, I suppose. I don't know. Um, these are things that are outside of uh, uh, certain people's control. I, I, I wonder, I'm sure the people whose control it's under aren't listening to the pop, but it is, it is a shame. It is. It is. Um, well, yeah, so they scored that penalty, which mm -hmm. you said was a penalty, right? It was Bill? a penalty. Uh, and then a few minutes after that, Roosevelt scored on a great free kick, and I, I don't remember who. Um, that was Hank O'Leary. Was it? Okay, yeah, that was a good strike. Was, Hopefully, they got that on yeah. video. Submit that to goals of the week. Yeah, that, that is definitely a goal of the week candidate for sure. A great place to put my video up. I totally did not. But if you uh, follow, if you were following us on Instagram, we did catch the third goal as we were giving our <laughs> second half update. Yeah. Um, and let's talk about second half a little bit because you know it's two zero going in a half. Joey made the classic comment at halftime that 2-0 is the most dangerous lead. And what did they do? They turned around, they gave up a goal and made it a game. Um, 
Why yeah, do you say that's the most dangerous lead joke? Please explain this to me. <laughs> I, I, dude, two two O is is. Um, I've heard it too. I just want to know why. Yeah. I mean, you know, like the the team kind of takes the the team that's up takes their foot off the gas, feeling comfortable. Uh, next thing you know, the other team scores, and then you're on the back foot a bit, and then ties it up, and you're. I think a two one or a one zero or a three two <laughs> is the most dangerous lead, but that's why <laughs> soccer is a game of opinions. Yeah, Joey's point is taken. Well taken. You know, it does make sense when you're in a situation and you're up, and so yeah, you might two two zeros in, in certain situations is a comfortable lead. Yeah. Um, but giving up that goal makes it two one, and then the momentum shifts a little bit. Um, I was pretty sure we were going to see a two two. Yeah. And uh, you know, I wasn't. See what happens from there but when lincoln was you know kind of pouring forward trying to get that second goal what were they doing exposing themselves to the back and roosevelt is happy to run into that space mm -hmm. <laughs> again yeah roosevelt had a lot of opportunities on on counters um and jason Kunkel again came came up big um a lot of times um after that after the goal by lincoln i think even i think two minutes after that um uh Freddie Muniz had another great opportunity to score and really could have uh, brought to 2-2. Uh, I think he just hit it uh, just a little bit over the bar uh, and it could have changed the uh, dynamic of the game. Well, then they had Lincoln had that free kick as well that hit the bar, right? Uh -huh. yeah. um, there in the second half that we call, somebody, it was a, Ben called it, that, that beat him and unfortunately didn't dip there at the end. Um, but... Yeah. Lincoln definitely, I mean, that last little piece in the final, not even third, the final eighth of the field was missing from them, right? They, mm -hmm. they would play a ball in the air instead of on the ground and the goalkeeper would collect it. Right, uh, right. Because that first goal that they scored was, was a um, combination play, right, in, in, in the box. Uh, the center back, I think, or uh, holding midfielder, he beat two players. Yeah, that was the number 18, I think. It was smooth. It was good. Yeah, yeah. I want to say he was left footer. At least he used his left foot mm -hmm. considerably in the buildup. Um, looked like he was in trouble. He kind of put himself in a, you know, had two guys on him, shielded, kind of did a little turn, and yeah. boom, he was out, and then made a great forward pass into the center forward, who mm -hmm. then does his thing and lays somebody in. And right. Nice finish, and off we go. Yeah. It, it, it just was a really nice goal. And that's, that's the kind of thing you see, you know, Lincoln could probably do that every you just assume because you know that the kind of players they have that's the kind of stuff they can do all the time so why aren't we doing it right right the energy level was much higher in the second half and and it was uh more of an even game uh you know you can attribute that to the wind as well I don't know uh they they just that they're a good team you know they just got to show up and play well, and I think that's the thing about high school soccer. You know, one, you're dealing with high schoolers. So you just, you know, they've, they've had a full day at school. Mm -hmm. You never know what you're going to get. Um, but then on top of that, you know, it's a long season. And as much as there's an emphasis on the results and uh, the rankings, you know, you see you know, some of these teams aren't getting getting shouts. And it's like, well, it, it, it matters. But it also doesn't matter, right? Because mm -hmm. all you got to do is win three games at Substate. Right. You know, that's really what, what it comes down to. So. If they can get these experience, you know, these big game experiences under their belt, and hopefully be prepared for it at the right time, anything can happen. Mm -hmm. uh, so maybe that's the Speak, transition. Speaking of rankings, guys. I was going to say, well, why don't we talk a little bit about the rankings and then just like tell us what you see there, Steve? Yeah, I mean, so neither but um, neither team is currently ranked here in the latest 
latest rankings. Maybe a little shout out to uh, the Iowa High School Soccer Coaches Association that does that. Um, either Roosevelt or Lincoln are ranked. Roosevelt, with that win, goes to five, moves to five and three on the season. And Lincoln drops to three wins and five losses, uh, which is a little characteristic of them, which is fair to say. But yeah, I think that the, again, uh, the reality is these are both good teams that with a little bit of uh, you know, a little tweak here or there and mm-hmm. some good performances on the right day, you know, those are, those are teams that can get through and, and really and at the least cause some other teams trouble. Yeah, yeah. I think there's a lot of new faces for Lincoln. Um, you know, and if, if, uh, coach Simons can bring those, um, supporting players up, up to par, you know, when sub sub state comes, y- we may see a different Lincoln team. So, I mean, they've, I mean, you talk about it, they've got one, two, three, four, they've got eight games left, regular season games. They're basically at the halfway point. So yeah. talk, we talk about a lot of games in a short amount of time, but at the end of the day, there's a lot of games to yeah. Yeah. figure each other out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's talk about just like the whole state, uh, Waukee, I, I assume remains undefeated. Have they been scored on recently or anything like that that we can report on? Or, That's no? a good question. I mean, those, those guys are completely <laughs> running away with everything, aren't they? Yeah. It's, it's funny. Cause when you talk about like, you know, they, I think, I think they beat Roosevelt three zero and they beat uh, Lincoln. I think it was, you know, seven one or eight one or, I, you know, maybe it was East that they beat seven one. And that was what Liam told me that it was funny because, you know, they're all having sort of different results against a, a team. And ultimately it's the same result. They're getting smashed, but. Yeah. I mean, they just beat Urbandale 10, zero. Oh my goodness. And East eight, zero and Mason city 10. Yeah. So you've got, I mean, granted those, those are uh, teams that, uh, you know, probably aren't, aren't used to playing a, a team of Waukee's caliber. But um, again, I think it'd be interesting to see if somebody figures out just how to either pull the old, you know, the Ames deal, you know, back in the day when we played, Ames was always this really, really tricky team to beat, and they would find a way to like, you know, sort of, sort of hunker down behind the ball, park the bus, and they'd get that one goal and they'd win one zero. Mm-hmm. Um, right, so you, do you remember that? Yep. that, that Absolutely. Yeah, that type of squad. There's got to be somebody out there in the state that that is going to do that to Waukee, and it'll just be interesting to see if Waukee comes up uh, against that before the state tournament or not, because if they come up against it for the first time in the state tournament and the team is really good at it. It'll just be interesting to see how they deal with it. But man, they score a lot of goals and they score them fast. They're, they're, they're strong in every position. Yeah, for sure. You and know. they got, yeah, and they got, I mean, now they're getting into kind of the meat of their season here. They got Valley, which will be, this will drop Friday. So Valley will be people that are listening tonight. Then they go play Dowling and then Fort Dodge and then Johnston. So three of their next four games are, yep. we'll see. Who, who's in the top five? Uh, so we got Waukee, which uh, has all 10 first place votes. And you got Pleasant Valley, Cedar Rapids Prairie, Sioux City West, who's still undefeated, and then Valley. Mm. And I think you still got I- Iowa City West. I think there was a, I saw a thing on Styles the other day, social media. Was that it was? I think so. So, that, so tiger right there. there you go. But uh, I mean, Iowa City West is always, and then if you want to talk about 350, if that was the number, Pennington had 600 yeah. at Bettendorf, who's that's right fair. behind him at number seven, that's only fair. one loss. So, well, and, and that's the thing is, um, you know, it's uh, once the state tournament time happens, you know, a lot of times these central Iowa teams or these western Iowa teams or these east Iowa teams, you know, they're not having the opportunity to play a ton of games against each other. Mm-hmm. Um, 
what I mean, how's the how are the council bus schools this year? Anybody good that get out west other than Sioux City? Yeah, I mean, so so we got one team out west in Sioux City. I bet you nobody's played. Well, it depends. Um, this is the biggest field or biggest class, right? Otherwise, nobody um, nobody on the west side of the state is currently ranked in the top sixteen or even receiving votes. Um, How many weeks do we have till Sunday? Seems. Man, look at all these questions. Luckily, we came prepared. May 20, so May 14th, that week is the last regular season game. So substate starts just after that. Right. So, so that less was, than a month. Right. So, and that, that, was, that was where I was going with it. Is that we're, we're just wrapping up the month of April here, um, moving into, you know, month of May where all the big games start happening and then we've got substate and we'll, you know. So they have three weeks, right? Basically yeah. three weeks before the, the real season starts and can we finish off the, the top 10? So we, we mentioned City West six, Bettendorf at seven. Yeah, you got uh, Dowling at eight. Dowling. So Jackson Teeling, his first year. Yeah. We'll, we'll see. Halfway through the season. Yeah. Jacko. Yep. And then you got uh, Cedar Falls, which, again, that's good to see kind of a new little newbie school there at nine and Johnston at 10. And then both Ankeny schools nipping at their heels to crack the top 10. Yeah. And those are, those are other teams we haven't even talked about either. So um i think you know, there's plenty you know we're going to go see that uh we've got the merle Head cup on friday uh checking out Irvale johnson so it'll be fun to see what johnson's got up their sleeve um with the new coach jimmy frizzell and then uh, urbandale too yeah, yeah. exactly yeah. His old darby wesley coming in there from centennial yep uh, so that'll be interesting and then uh next week we've got um the big ankeny rivalry right yeah, the girls at uh, six, boys at afterwards. Yep, uh, that'll be fun. So, yeah, we're we're getting the meat of our season as well. Uh, Joey, hopefully, you'll be back with us again soon. Um, any shout outs you want to give before we uh, move on? <laughs> no, I I don't have any shout outs. <laughs> well, come uh, come Saturday morning right. to our little pre K clinics. Yeah, Joey will be out there. Yep, maybe we'll get the camera out of his hand. Now I'm start running some games one of these days. Nikki Thaden runs the uh, the um, the U five clinics, right? Yeah, yeah, does a good job. Yeah, we're just there to help serve. Mm -hmm. um, all right, thank you, Southside Schemer, Joseph Donrath. Thank pleasure. Thanks for having me, guys. All right, see so you. Good chat. Little substitution there. We had uh, you know, Southside Schemer for the tactician, not quite like for like, but uh, good enough. Yeah, I mean, Joe's gets uh, a little more not as sentimental, <laughs> and it's always good having a different like insight and opinion, right? You're, you're right. Matt has, Matt has gotten very, he's gotten a little soft as he's gotten to that fourth decade. Yeah, so no, that was a good, a good day, a good chat. You know, we. I got there a little bit early. I had the the kids and then we were watching them warm up and there's that scoreboard right behind the, the goal there on field eight at County. And I knew Joe was coming, but I, he was a little bit, he, he made it before kickoff, but I thought he was already there because watching some of the finishing from the Roosevelt boys hitting the scoreboard, going into the river, it looked like Joe's Joe's old days. Was that, maybe that's why the scoreboard wasn't working. <laughs> they, they may have knocked the lights out actually. <laughs> Well, so there's a there would be our, our big tip for Coach Matt Reeves get those boys in front of the goal working on their finishing because they're going to create chances, um, and you know both coaches let's uh, get some discipline in your in your back four.
No, that was good. Good day. Thanks. Thanks to Joe for coming in. Um, you know, we'll just talk quickly, plug our little clinics at Waterworks Park Saturday morning. Um, we got everywhere from two year old kids all the way to six and seven year olds. Um, they have fun. They love it. We're out there by the shelter house, kind of by the Isaac Walton League. We have, we have, we have kind of a good time too, don't we? It is. It's fun. It's good. The weather's warming up. So, um, and if, uh, you won't be the only one we had we have over 20 plus kids so it's uh it's good new ones keep popping up every week um what else ben urbandale merle hay cup yep on friday urbandale johnson merle hay cup next tuesday the ankeny monday, monday. Uh, centennial against uh, the hawks ankeny um first girls game of the year we'll cover so that'll be good exciting yep 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 um, so yeah, just all sorts of stuff going on. I think uh, otherwise, uh, shout out to Lincoln Roosevelt, to uh, Jack Simons, Matt Ream. Thanks for letting us cover your game and being generous with your time at halftime. And Joe, again, thanks for being with us. See you guys sooner rather than later. Yeah.